0: Reaching across the country for the biggest sports news this weekend. From Atlanta to Seattle, from Boston to L.A., this is Big Sports Radio.
1: On the air, and glad you are with us as well. Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley. We've got Joshua Ewing working audio for us. This is Big Sports Radio. Glad you're here uh, another weekend of sports is upon us. We'll talk all about it. Uh, four big games in the NFL, as if you need reason to watch. Uh, last weekend was amazing. This weekend, uh, maybe even better. You know, one guy who is not going to be coaching the NFL in 2023 is a guy who has uh, been to a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh decided this week that he's uh, not going to go pro. The 59-year-old is going to stay in Michigan, uh, in Ann Arbor, for a ninth season. Um, Wolverines fans. He's the one guy who's uh, taking you to -to back-to-back college football playoffs. No one else has done that. So he gets to build on uh, kind of what he started there in Ann Arbor.
2: Yeah. And they're going to be very good again. So, I mean, there's a chance they could be back in this. Um, So, yeah, I think he's, you know, that's exactly what you want out of Michigan. You want to be there. I think they came up one game short of where they should have gone this year. They should have beat TCU, but that's pretty, I, I probably shouldn't have beat Ohio state, to be honest, if you just go by talent. So, that's a uh, pretty, and they shouldn't be Illinois if you actually went by the, you know, correct officiating calls. But anyway, another story. But I think, um, I I th- I do think Harbaugh fits in Michigan. I think he's done a good job, and he's going to be there. I, I I think this is the last year they can allow him to flirt, though. I think next year it's going to be like, hey, if you you start flirting, just keep going, because I think it, they're done. Yeah.
3: Well, and and you also, this is two years in a row that he's hurt their recruiting especially compared to what you see putting on the board in terms of recruiting ratings at Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama. So those are the teams that you're competing with for a national title. And and like I said, I think Carball's a great coach. But boy, this decision to flirt at the time he does is really strange.
1: Yeah, because we heard about this, I mean, the week of the Big Ten title game. I mean, this is not like it was after the yeah. season. This has been going on for six weeks, right? So yep. Yeah, but uh, eight seasons, seventy four wins, twenty five losses, and and here's the kind of the piece. And Brad, you're right, six straight bowl losses, and we you know, look, <laughs> you know, guys have been fired, Not bad. right? Yeah, that I mean, <laughs> bad. who's he think he is, Shim Beckler? <laughs> exactly. right. so, you know, you gotta <laughs> come on, you know, you gotta pick it up and, uh, make something happen here. So Harbaugh, there a little bit of issue though with the Michigan football, uh, you know, coaching staff. Uh, how about uh, Matt Weiss uh, put on leave as he's part of now a police investigation?
2: Yeah, I don't even I don't get it. Like, evidently, he was doing something he shouldn't have on his computer. That's all I, I really get out of it. But so don't do that. I, I just <laughs> they, they needed more. To, just what they needed, more distractions to, you know, hurt their recruiting, because I'm sure the kids that he was recruiting are like, wait, what's this guy doing? I don't get it.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah or, or can you send me some pictures? Because the, usually, if you're doing something wrong with a computer in corporate America, yeah. that's very quickly uh, followed by a pink slip. So, yeah. um, you know, I have no idea what's going on with, with that. But um, untoward behavior on the internet is something that's imminently trackable. And I would encourage everybody to mind your P's and Q's.
1: Exactly, and uh, clear your browser history. Right? I mean, yeah. you know, whatever,
3: whatever you're doing. If you have to clear your browser
1: history, it's usually too late. Yeah, probably not a good. Thing. Probably shouldn't have been there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't use the company laptop or iPad. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the pink slip
3: gets involved, Larry. Yes,
1: right. anytime it's yeah, computers, internet, and police investigation. That almost never turns out well <laughs> for the person looking. It doesn't into end it. well. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye on that. Uh, Meanwhile in Maryland, good news is that their quarterback, uh, baby Tua, Atalia Tongvaloa is going to return for his 2023 season. Hey, look, you know, they were a team that we felt was really competitive during the year. I mean, they went up almost one at Michigan uh, back in September, Um, went to a bowl game this year. He's got a great offensive minded coach in Mike Locksley. If you're not going to go high in the draft, um, you know, why not uh, take some time? Probably a scene again, you know, in terms of uh, his brother going through some issues again with the, the concussions and all that. So um, I think this is great for the Terrapins to have him back in place. He's a, he's a fantastic player.
2: Yeah, it definitely makes them a, a competitive team and they got to be, they should be a bowl team and they got a chance to, you know, who knows you pull an upset against in one of those division games against the Penn state and um, uh, Ohio state or Michigan. And it's like, Hey, it's been a great year, but you know, you lose to those teams. You just got to beat the other ones in that, in that West, because that the big 10 East is rough. So um, you, you start off with, most of them start off 0-3 before they start playing. So yeah.
3: yeah. Well, and, and the bottom line is, is is there are teams um as you're building your program that it's probably more important to retain your good players than it is to try to go out and spend NIL on players that you don't know how they're gonna perform. And I think you've seen that both uh, you know, here at Maryland, you see that with Illinois with their defensive line. Um, I think this is a really shrewd move by Coach Loxley.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, in basketball, we're going to talk a lot of basketball here coming up. We'll talk more about this game as well. Uh, The game that did not happen Wednesday night in Iowa City, supposed to be Northwestern at the Hawkeyes, but the Wildcats, uh, Tuesday morning, called the game off. They're going to postpone it um, because of a COVID outbreak. Only six scholarship players were healthy enough to to make the trip. I mean, um, here's hoping that we don't go down this road again, guys.
2: Yeah. You know, you almost, almost feel like it should be like the major leagues. You just have to carry X number of scholarship players. Like, you know, you get 13, you almost have to, you, you must carry 12 on your team. Like it's just, you got to find 12 scholarship players so that you have to be missing six guys to forfeit a game. And and, because I think it's just, it's crazy. I mean, like to cancel a game and they probably have, they probably could play nine guys. They probably got three walk-ons and it's not ideal, but you know, I I think that you got to find a way to play the game and, you know, we've all been in a situation where we're shorthanded, but I I just was thought we were past all this and that we could maybe find a way to not have this happen this season. But here
3: we are. You know, you know and I also think when you when you look at it, it is just um, – there's some talk now that the Big Ten may reschedule that game for the 31st of January. But, you know, it, it, you rapidly run into days where you you can't do that. So – Let's hope that this is this is short lived and, and just a one time thing that we kind of, you know, talk about and it becomes something we forget about quickly.
1: Well, yeah, the good thing is we do have the vaccines now, which we didn't have before. And, and it is early enough in the season. And it's an isolated case at the moment um, to where you can make that the problem we ran into, like with Michigan um, two years ago, is they had so many games that they canceled that they couldn't fit them all in. And then, of course, the Big Ten championship that they really didn't win. They didn't, all the math and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, we're going to talk more with um, uh, Iowa Insider from the uh, on three site at uh, Tom Caker, good friend of the show. He's going to come on and talk about the game that he didn't cover uh, in Iowa City. And it really, you know, might have hurt the momentum of the Hawkeyes. I mean, you know, they were on a four game win streak are playing really well right now after a slow start um, and that tough loss to Eastern Illinois that they, um, you know, still hurts. And it's going to hurt for years to come. But um, we'll get more on that as well from him. Uh, keep it here. We're also going to talk about uh, Big Ten reps. Uh, this was a crazy week for referees. A couple of situations that really got national attention. And uh, we'll hear from um, the dean of coaches in the Big Ten, Tom Izzo, uh, on MLK Day. Uh, Tom Izzo had a dream. And his dream was getting some calls at home against the Boilermakers. That's coming <laughs> up. His is Big Sports Radio.
4: Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf.
5: 800-816-4492. 800-816-4492. That's 800-816-4492.
6: Getting out of the military, I was missing this camaraderie. It's frustrating when you try and talk to people that don't understand. I still had the anger, I still had the addictions, but we didn't
3: talk about that.
4: It came to a point where it's like, okay, I really need to talk to somebody about this.
0: Family more or less encouraged me, you know, go, go to the VA. It's okay to go get help. It's okay to talk to people.
6: Because it takes true strength to ask for help. Hear veterans' real stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net.
1: Right back here on Big Sports Radio. As we talked before the break, uh, Big Ten referees—they are not full time. These guys have other jobs, uh, various jobs that they do, and do this kind of uh, on the side. And that's kind of been an issue. And um, you know, we've talked about it before. Any Big Ten fan has talked about it. Tom Izzo this week talked a lot about it, guys. And what's set the stage here. Monday, uh, Michigan State in the game, and with a shot to to knock off a Big Ten front runner and uh, the team ranked third in the nation, Purdue. But they come up just short. And um, uh, well, let's get. Before we hear from Tom, I'm gonna get your thoughts on, on what went down.
2: Well, I hope those officials are better at their other jobs. <laughs> that's that's my take. No, um, I, I think Edie doesn't. He he gets away with a lot. I mean, I I thought there was a play where he kind of threw down to and and he, the foul went on Maddie, and so I just I didn't like that call. But you know, overall, he gets away with a lot of things. You know, with the elbows, and I know some of it is his. The height of his elbows is the you know when he chins it is right at everybody else's face because he's bigger. Maybe they should have a rule. He's too tall. Like it, maybe it should be a too tall rule. It's like a seven foot and under league. Sorry, sorry, Zach, you're seven four. Can't do it. I don't.
3: Well, you know the funny thing is, is Izzo uses an old sales tactic. He says he's not mad about the referees, and then he goes on with them. I used to do that with with my customers. I'd say, let's not talk about the price. I'd tell him my price was lower. Then I'd talk about my product. Then I'd ask him for the sale, but tell him, don't think about price when you're thinking about yes or no. Um, and I really thought that's what that's what Coach Izzo was doing, which was, I'm not mad. It was not about the refs. And then he went and made it about the refs. And it's, you know, they need to be full-time. They need training. They need ability for conditioning. And they're put into a bad position. And the the league should not be like the NFL and make billions of dollars and not pay for referees for football and basket and and football and basketball.
1: And we know that some of these referees are doing four or five games in a week. I mean, they'll travel. exactly not only Big Ten, they'll go do other league other games outside. Exactly, yeah, you will go coast
2: to coast. You have a guy in the East Coast one night, and then he's in the Midwest, and then he goes to the West Coast, and then he's back in the East Coast in like in in a week. Yeah. So it's crazy.
1: Yeah, at some point, I mean, it's it's going to wear on. You, there's no question. Uh, saw an interesting stat that this week that Zach Eady and I—I I, I haven't confirmed this, but it, you know, it was a pretty good story, something I read. Um, but it, even if it's not accurate, at least it's close. I believe Zach Eady reportedly seven games, uh, Big Ten games in his first seven games, committed only ten fouls. That is almost incredible for any Power Five player. Uh, who plays 25, 30 minutes game. Just unbelievable. Okay. Uh, we talked about Tom Izzo. Here's uh, what he said, talking about it again, that big 400 pound guys should not be able to hit guys that are one fifty, and not. <laughs> call, and that's a problem.
7: Here's coach. Izzo. you got to give ED some credit. I mean, he made all those shots. I'm so sick and tired of listening to officials. Tell me about pushing guys out when they're pushing guys in, I'm sick of it. So I'm not going to ruin a good party for them and just bitch about the officials. But, uh, that last call, as physical as that game was, and we're calling that one on Tyson up front, and it was disappointing. We lost the game in the first minute. Uh, the ridiculous turnovers that first five minutes. A.J. looked like he reverted back to last year. We looked like we were out of sorts. Um, we're thrown into guys' backs. You know, we just didn't do our job and got behind, dug ourselves a hole. And to the credit of my team, we battled back and physically out rebounded them. I mean, it was just a slug fist, more people getting thrown around underneath the basket. We out rebounded the best rebounding team in the Big Ten and maybe one of the best rebounding teams in the country. We outshot them. We missed a couple of key free throws, a couple of tough calls, a couple of bad plays early that we just couldn't catch up from. And Purdue's a hell of a team. So don't take anything away from Purdue. And don't one of you write that I'm ticked off about the officials, except that I'm ticked off about the officials but had nothing to do with Purdue, nothing. They did a hell of a job, a hell, hell of a game, hell of a game plan. They went into them. I'm sure one of you will ask me about doubling them, but I'll save that till you ask. Um, but I was really proud of my team for how they responded, how they competed, how they executed down the stretch. Tyson for making big shots. Joey made a couple. AJ played so much better after the first, I think we had five turnovers in the first few minutes. I think we had six the rest of the game and only three the second half against a very good defensive team.
5: Tom, you've mentioned running out of gas the last couple of games. How do you manage kind of those minutes for your key guys and, and maybe try to get a little bit more out of some other guys now with Malik out for
7: the future? We'll find other guys that I thought were good enough to play to play them. How about asking me how about maybe some other guys got to work a little harder and get a little better, or when they had to work hard and they had their opportunities, they didn't take advantage of them. And then Shazam, something happens. And we played the best teams in this country, played them all. And, uh, and this was arguably the number one, two or three team in the country. And, uh, we're still standing. We had a lot of basketball left.
2: Yeah. You know, he's got, he makes some good points. I I wish he'd just come out and say, you know, they can't say it. I don't want to talk about the officials. He should just say, look, the officials sucked. They should have called a foul here and here and here. I shouldn't have called that one, and they shouldn't have called that one. Here's my ten thousand dollar fine. I make four million a year. I don't care. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, and then that's the same attitude that Sturdy has with his four million a year here. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I tend to agree. You know, again, they put officials in rough places, and and Edie, I will say, in fairness to him, he's so much bigger than everybody else that this year he probably doesn't have to foul very much. He doesn't have a Kofi Coburn who at least. Uh, may not be as big as he is, but it's stronger. And, and right now, he looks like a kid. You know, he looks like a, a high school kid playing in junior high right now. It's, it's scary.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, it's unbelievable. But, guys, really quick, uh, we want to hear from Matt Painter talking about Edie in just a moment. But here's the thing we've talked about Purdue and the fouls. And I've always felt that because Purdue seems to get a pass every year, kind of the way they play on fouls. I mean, last year, a lot of times you get into the final five minutes of a game. With only two fouls on them, I mean, you know, it it was or or three or four fouls. They were nowhere close to the bonus. Don't you think that hurts them in the postseason when officials from other leagues come in and they call the game differently, and Purdue yeah. can't adjust? Am I am I am I off base with this?
2: No, there's no question. I I think that, and, and you look at some of these games, and I, I've talked about this. The way these games are played and the, the things that they allow, then they don't allow them in the postseason. You get one crew. And you haven't learned to play a different way, and I think that's why you saw, you know, some of these coaches will get out of conference games that are they're that different, where they have different officials, different look, so they can get ready for that a little more. But now you go play 18 straight Big Ten games, and you're and plus the tournament, and you're locked in with those same that same group and that same style, and then you get in terms of a little
6: different.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, Purdue hasn't been called for grabbing and holding since Lee Rose was the coach back in, like, 1978. Um, and and they, they really haven't had a lot of, um, you know, tourney uh, success. I don't know if it's a one-to-one ratio. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But it does seem like there's a few teams over the last 40 years, Indiana uh, when Knight was there, um, and then the whole Wisconsin era, that somehow it's okay for guys to grab jerseys and hold. And then other teams just haven't really, you know, gotten quite that advantage. And when they get into when they get into the to the final, you know, into the NCAA tournament, it's really hard to to make it to the final four. And only Coach Izzo has been able to win it all.
1: Well, and to your point about Purdue and fouls, and you mentioned Lee Rose. What did Lee Rose do? Took Purdue to the final four, which no Purdue coach has done ever since. Okay, Matt. Joe Barry,
3: Joe Barry Carroll, though, was I think the key to that.
1: Well, there you go. But but still, 1980. was yep. All yep. right, uh, Matt Pater, here he is talking
8: about his, his star player. He's a good player, man. He's worked really hard, obviously. He's very unique um, with all the cargo, um, size, you know, just, just a big dude, man. He's just worked on his game and, and done a lot for us. And, but, you know, be able to play those kind of minutes and, you know, get 17 rebounds is, is pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive for him. But he's someone who's always had, you know, good cardiovascular. And he's always been able to play. We just had Travion Williams before, so they split time, so it was easier to, you know, kind of run those guys in and kind of see who's, you know, playing well in the game with him. You know, Trey's, you know, had his struggles, and so like it's it's given him a little bit more of a responsibility minute-wise. And uh, we got to get Trey going uh, because he's he's a really good weapon, but he's he has struggled when he's uh, subbed in here the last couple games. But you know, Zach's been great. Zach's a good leader. He works hard. You know, just just happy for him, all the success he's had.
0: And such a close game. Can you reflect on a stretch where uh, Edie had a block, an alley-oop, defensive rebound? He just, like, in a little stretch, he took over
8: the game. Right. We we try not to go in with predetermined thoughts because everybody defends him differently. Like, sometimes the lobs are there. Sometimes they're not there at all. You know, sometimes you can duck in and get the ball in the post. Sometimes they just full front and they don't let you have him. Sometimes they they double. So we just try to kind of go off of what we're seeing and, and, and just try to talk our guys through it, especially when we come out of ATOs, you know, just after timeouts and, and running stuff. But, no, he's um, guys normally that size, you know, rebound their area. You know, he's really done a good job of being able to go and get basketballs out of his area. And then his dives are better. You know, they're not elite or anything, but he just pulls so many people in. And if you don't, you have those lobs. Now, when you pull them in, you have those cross court passes or you got the guy behind you and it just opens things up. And now you got guards and close out so you can get your shot, but then you can also get your drive. So he opens up a lot for us.
9: Matt, this season is kind of
6: chaotic, right? There's a lot of movement at the top. There's a lot of people that people are rolling and they don't. I know you've spoken about his versatility, but to have just a safety net that is Zach for you. Correct. As you're trying to go through what is, you know, as well as especially in the Big Ten, how much does that kind of
7: help you put your head on the pillow at night?
8: Well, I I think it's for our players, too. Like any time guys, um, you've got a place to go with the ball. You know, coaches just don't have an abundance of guys that they can go, go, you know, hey, we'll just give it to him. We're on the road. Just like you, you just don't. And like tonight, Fletcher Lawyer wanted the basketball and Zach Eady wanted the basketball. And, you know, you get some you get some dudes that want the basketball, but I don't know if it's the best decision in the world, you know, but like they really wanted it and they were going to do something constructive with it. But no, I I love playing inside out. Uh, I love those big dudes. A lot of people look at our plays and say, man, you guys do a great job. If you don't have the horses right there, those plays don't work. You know, you know, it's a player driven deal and Zach can get that deep position. But, no, he's he's definitely a safety net for all of us, especially in late-game situations. Yeah, I
2: love listening to Painter. He's such a, he's such a good interview um, in those press conferences. He actually gives answers that make sense. And, you know, he doesn't – you know, everybody has their shtick that they use. You know, Brad Underwood uses elite. Tom Izzo kind of has the whiny thing, you know. And Matt Painter's just like, hey, let's talk basketball. What are we doing? So, here we
3: go. It's fun. And and then, you know, he he wins very, very, very often. And then you're like, oh, I hate that guy because he just beat our team, you know, fans across the Big Ten. And then you listen to him you're like, he's a nice guy. Now I really hate him. <laughs> how do you, I mean, seriously, you know, he talks basketball. He's a lot of fun. He sounds like a guy that you'd want to have over to watch a game and have a couple beers with. I mean, but, you know, he, he just puts it all together and and just just a, a tremendous coach and he
2: hasn't smacked any opposing coaches all those fun things that in the big yeah, he has not threatened you know get your hand
3: you know get your bleep bleep hand off of me i mean yeah. does he understand that he you know he's he's kind of a dinosaur
1: yeah yes <laughs> purdue right now atop the league and we'll talk uh, more about the boilermakers a bit later stay with us right now we'll step uh, out of big Ten basketball and onto uh, the football field, NFL playoffs, came up this weekend. We'll get our thoughts on, uh, boy, the fantastic games last weekend and look ahead to what's ahead as well. This is Big Sports Radio. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger
4: sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call
5: U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160. that's 800-390-5160.
10: If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's
5: the number. Call 800-363-7934. 363 7934 that's 800-363-7934. Paid for by Legal Alert Line.
0: You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy.
1: Another NFL playoff weekend. And guys, I'm not sure how we topped last week. I mean, um, what a bunch of great games. And, and you know, the like the NFL needs reasons for us to watch, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: pretty amazing stuff. I mean, the comeback, right? I mean, Jacksonville comeback was probably one of the most amazing things. My story is I was actually we're driving to Minnesota while during that game. So we're like, "Hey, let's turn on the game on the radio." And then we look at the score and it's 27 to nothing or whatever. And we're like, "Never mind, no point watching the game." And then check an hour later, oh, My, we have a football game, so I mean, that's just an example. It's a lot of fun. Most of the games are very competitive, um, but most for the most part, except for the Vikings, um, uh, who I remember we talked about how they had such a low point differential last week, and that was one of the things like they they played our, they're going to play close games, and it's easy to lose when that happens. So, bearing that, you know, a lot of chalk making it through.
3: Yeah, and I thought it was interesting cuz did we see the birth of Daniel Jones as a as a serious quarterback for the for the Giants there. A guy who under Jason Garrett, you know, couldn't do anything uh under the right coaching staff, he's pretty darn talented. And it was it was really a, a fun weekend. There was there was a lot going on and I really feel like the Cowboys now, about every other year there's a team that blows out a team in the first round and they become the Oh my gosh, they're good, and then get trounced the next week, and they're really set up for that when they got to go out and play San Francisco.
1: Well, especially the kicker that what missed five extra points. I mean, I thought it was a joke when I when I heard that. You know, but
3: trust yeah. me, it, it was a joke when we were watching it too.
1: Yeah, there you go. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we know Jacksonville. Um, You know, I, I've told you guys before that I did the play-by-play of the state championship of both of Trevor Lawrence's state championships. And this is a kid as a sophomore. We knew it was going to be something special to throw all those interceptions and to struggle in his first playoff half. And then to have the stones to come back and do what he did is just incredible. I mean, it's unbelievable. Let's talk. Let's let's, let's run through these quickly. Uh, Jags and chiefs guys, you know, the chiefs are the chiefs. They're at home, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to count out the Jags in this. Cause this is a team that playing as hot as anybody right now in the NFL um, considering where they were midseason and how they finished uh, to get here.
2: They did finish strong Larry, but I'll go ahead and count out the Jags for you. Okay. And I'll take the Chiefs in this one. <laughs>
3: yeah, I it's it's hard to go against um it's hard to go against the Chiefs. Certainly, um, you know, Jacksonville. Um they're a great story. And of course, you know the owner's son Tony Khan owns uh, AEW wrestling, so there's a reason to pull for him. <laughs> but I, I, I got to think that the Chiefs uh, and Andy Reid are the heavy favorites here, and hard to hard eight to go against half. those guys. Eight yeah, and a half, yeah. eight
2: and a half point favorites. Yeah. You
1: know. Well, that's the early game. Saturday, late game. Uh, you mentioned Giants and Eagles. Um, you know, Philadelphia. This is where a lot of the NFL. Anybody, any year, can be dominant. And the Eagles, I love, again, with a third-round quarterback doing it. This is not a guy making $50 million a year. Um, he's a guy right now, for the moment, not for long, on third-rounder money in uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, they, they did everything right this year in the number, number one seed. Yeah, I,
2: I like this matchup. I think this is a really good game. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Giants. I think Giants playing well, so I think the Eagles are going to have to have a good week uh, to win this game. One thing about Jalen Hurts, though, if you go back and look at his career, what's he done? He's won. Yeah, yeah, I know he wanted Alabama and Oklahoma. This dude's now winning at Philadelphia. They you surround him with good talent. He's gonna make the right plays. He's maybe he's not you know a great quarterback, but he is a very very good quarterback, and he's a guy you can win with.
3: Yeah, this is a painful game as a Cowboy fan because the New York coach is good. This is a this is another team that reminds me of the nine and seven team that went on won a Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um, their defense is getting hot at the right time, playing just good enough. Their quarterback is all of a sudden not making any mistakes. And then you've got Philadelphia, who literally they've got arguably the best team in football right now. And then when you take a look at their draft that they have set up this year, they are going to supercharge this team. Um, So I got to go with Philadelphia, but my gosh, they could be significantly better next year than they were this year. What a nightmare.
1: Wow. Yeah. For Cowboys fans, it is a nightmare. And Daniel Jones, wasn't he like, you know, basically on his way out of New York like a month ago? And now he's won a playoff game. I mean, one of those guys, <laughs> like, you know, don't count him out too soon. Uh, the two Sunday games, uh, Bengals and Bills, the game that we didn't see played in Cincinnati because of the the terrible incident that we're thankful uh, DeMar Hamlin is okay. Um, this is one, you know, I mean, the Bills struggling with, with Miami before putting them away last week. And then the Bengals, I was at that Cincinnati game and never quite saw a play like that, where, you know, it was a loose ball, never hit the ground, the fumble, and then the 98-yard return for the fumble return. Um, And what a job they've done up there with both of these franchises that have really struggled um, throughout most of, uh, you know, the Bills had the glory years, early 90s. But it's great to see these two fan bases get energized, and this should be a great game on Sunday.
2: Yeah, this is fun. I mean, you got the two elite quarterbacks, Joe yeah. Burrow and, and Josh Allen. I mean, this is this is what it's all about in playoff football. You've got these guys and they're gonna go out there and they're gonna feel each other out. And then I think in the second half, they're just gonna it's gonna be who who has the ball last. I mean, I think that's what it's gonna come down to. Who can who can score last and win this one?
3: I love both these quarterbacks. They're both so fun to watch, but Josh Allen the last few weeks. Uh, It has made a lot of mistakes and thrown a lot of passes that maybe he'd like back. Um, I think Burrow is just slightly more careful with the ball, and I think that may be the difference in this game. But uh, another game that uh, I'm not getting anything done Sunday afternoon, and I'm not getting anything done Saturday afternoon. So I've already got my weekend planned. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Not a surprise there. Cowboys and 49ers, uh, obviously we know Mike's going to watch this with a lot of uh, personal interest. The 49ers, I love this that I love hearing all the stories about how, you know, Brock, you know, Purdy was the, you know, the quarterback of their future. No he wasn't. He's a third stringer who's just playing really really well and now you've got a quarterback issue because you now have three quarterbacks who can get it done. Um, you know, Brock Purdy was the the afterthought in the, you know, whole Trey Lance, Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo thing. Uh, so don't tell me that he was a quarterback of the future. Trey Lance is a quarterback of the future. They just stumbled upon Brock Purdy and he's become a superstar. What is it? 11 straight wins for them coming in.
2: Yeah. 11 wow. straight. And wow. you know what? The last time that they beat a team that's still alive in the playoffs what, this year was, Oh, um, never. So, um, we'll see how that plays out, um, going forward. So I, I, I think the Niners are good and that this will be a Really good game. But I think that there may be the 11th straight, man, they have gotten some great breaks of scheduling and, and uh, the way it's worked out. So, you know, I, I don't know. This is your chance, Mike, for your Cowboys to I, make their move. I
3: you go know, back to control, January.
2: Jack Prescott and their kicker.
3: January 1993, the whole, the whole league said the Cowboys were one year away from winning the Super Bowl. And I remember, you know, making a lot of money on that game. As the as Emmitt Smith and and the Cowboys played in the mud in San Francisco and and took out the uh, uh, 49ers on their way to their first Super Bowl victory and in what seemed like a long time, you know, 15 years, and then we found out how long they can get between Cowboy Super Bowl victories. But um, it, it, that, if Dak Prescott can take care of the ball, Dallas can at least be competitive. Um, but this it, it, again, if he takes care of the ball, it should be a good game.
2: Hey. Hey, stop. All right. You're going against a guy who was a third-string quarterback. Come on. Yeah. Cowboys, they got no excuses. You yeah. should win this game.
3: That's yeah. on the road. It's, it's in San
1: Francisco, Brad. Stop.
2: I mean, stop. Yeah, I mean, stop. It, look, what happened third to the Raiders all Go those games? get it games? done. They haven't beat a team that's still alive in the playoffs yet.
1: Here's the thing with the Cowboys. You know, for like, what, the past 25 years, every August, I hear how this is the year. Because but that's only from the dumb cowboy fans H- hang on i know but this is right here that that because the, they got this guy and this guy and jerry went and did this and then you come to you know early december and you're six and seven and you get a scramble to get into the playoffs i didn't hear that this year so i think this is the year that, that the cowboys I, that that could get it done but yeah i agree with brad you should get this win uh it should be happening it, sh- it should happen for them all right that's it no
2: excuses from you cowboy people <laughs> no
1: excuses you <We> don't <laughs> want to hear it sip it put your wine in <laughs> Zippy, <laughs> look at me! I'm yeah. Zippy Longstocking. Yeah,
3: we'll see who he decides to overpay next year. We already <laughs> paid Dak ten million more than he
2: needs. Pay, yeah, uh, pay Ezekiel stuff. Elliott twelve million. I got a more sign on my desk at work. It's carved in wood. It says, "Quit your belly aching." Okay. I have, I have one too. It's called
3: Jerry's an idiot, but. <laughs>
1: Don't tell me about the labor, just show me the baby. Uh, yeah, no he,
3: he has nothing to show. Uh, yeah. All right,
1: we well that's next week's conversation after you guys lose against the Niners a week after. Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. we got to take a break. More to come coming up up next.
5: That's
4: 800-613-8053. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828.
5: 800-448-0828. 800-448-0828. That's
1: Uh, 800-448-0828. Basketball season in full swing. And right now, uh, that's been a good thing for the Iowa Hawkeyes. They have just been really on a roll heading into the weekend. Uh, Tom Caker, a friend of the show, joins us here. Tom uh, good to see you. Happy New Year. Uh, the yeah. big switch uh, over to On3Sports. I certainly want to talk about that here um, in just a moment. But first, let's get into uh, the issue that hit you guys this week. You know, we kind of thought that the COVID cancellations and postponements were a thing of the past. Um, kind of a bit of a surprise that the Northwestern had to call this game off.
6: Yeah, it was. It kind of came out of the blue on um, you know, the other morning. Just, you know, you, uh, actually, I it kind of popped up on our message boards first uh because someone knew somebody who worked at the hotel where northwestern was supposed to stay and northwestern called to cancel their uh reservations for that night when they were coming in on tuesday and uh so that's when you first kind of heard it but then even even then you're like what i thought we were done with this stuff you know with uh you know, massive breakouts within a team or whatever, but apparently they've also got a couple of guys who are hurt uh, and unable to play. So their scholarship numbers are down and, and then you have the, the COVID situation. So they, um, they were down to six players and um, that's kind of the threshold. So um, they've, they've decided to um, postpone it and, you know, I suggested uh, right away looking at the schedule that January 31st seemed to be a pretty good date uh, that would work with both schools. And I think that's where we're going to be headed here in the next, uh, you know, a uh, few hours. They're probably going to announce that it's going to be um, January 31st and uh, they'll get that game in. And that's really all you need. Um, it would have been nice given the, kind of proximity to the Chris street, uh, passing. And I don't know if anybody saw the, saw the, uh, docu or documentary last night on uh big 10 network, but it was just, you know, if you're an Iowa fan, it's just so moving and, and everything. So it's kind of nice that the big 10 is scheduled the game right around the anniversary of Chris's passing, uh, for Iowa at home. And, um, Uh, They've done that for several years now, and uh, it's always nice. But, um, you know, they'll still be able to play it uh, within that proximity and honor Chris's legacy. Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, the Big Ten, they do a great job of tying in games and and events and programming around, you know, those anniversaries, things like that, and uh, kudos to them. You know, I really think that with um, you know, i I was disappointed because Northwestern's playing so well, and so is Iowa. And so yeah. um, that's a game that maybe not uh, you know, in some years, that's the game that you wouldn't mark on your schedule as one that you really want to see this year, but though that was the case uh, because Chris Collins has things going um up in Evanston. How does this affect the the Iowa team right now and what's changed with with this Hawkeyes team? You know, when we talked, uh, you know, right before uh, the holidays, um, yeah. we're, we're not going well with with this oh. team. But but Fran has found something uh, with his Hawkeyes. He's pressed the right buttons, and they're playing very well.
6: Yeah, they were uh, sliding. Uh, you know, zero and three in the Big Ten. They lost to Eastern Illinois, who was three fifty six in Ken Palm, uh, and there's only like three sixty three in the in all team <laughs> one. So not good, and lost to them on uh, the the home floor of Carver Hawkeye arena uh, they were without Chris Murray and Connor McCaffrey for that game. So, but you still shouldn't lose to Eastern Illinois uh, just as bad as they are, but um, they did. And, um, but they've turned it around. I think help it helps getting Chris Murray back and get him healthy, getting Connor back. Um, but I think one of the X factors is um, Peyton Sanford has started to hit shots. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a bellwether for this Iowa team. I think we're finding out that as he goes, so go the Hawkeyes in some respects. I mean, there's, there's games where they could probably get by without him. But um, you know, he started Big Ten play 0 of 19 uh, from the floor. Mm-hmm. And that includes the Wisconsin game back uh, in early December. And and then um, now he's just caught fire and so have the Hawkeyes and that that's one of the disappointing things with missing the game uh, Wednesday night was well you'd like to just keep riding that momentum train uh, before you have to go on the road this weekend at Ohio State an Ohio State team that's sliding but probably uh, almost in a make or break game coming up on Saturday after they lose at Nebraska um, you've got to think that they're. Uh, Backs against the wall, kind of thing for for them uh, in Columbus, and then after that, uh, next week Iowa goes to uh, East Lansing, and uh, as you know, Larry, it's never easy to go in at the Breslin Center, um, you know, with the the zone and everything uh, going on there.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you're right. Ohio State, uh, boy, what a shocking loss! It's hard to believe they were just yesterday two and zero. And one of the last remaining undefeated teams in the Big Ten. Five losses now in a row after losing um, at Nebraska. And you're right. You lose this game and you start to, at this point, say, well, look, we may not make the NCAAs this year. I mean, if, you yeah. know, two and six and some of the other issues there and with the schedule going on because it's such a, a gauntlet this year. Um, you know, I, I think for Iowa, again, what a testament to to Fran McCaffrey. And I think it goes to, again, the, the level of coaches across the board, all 14 schools. <laughs> Um, The coaching is unbelievable. And even with Fran as a veteran to, you know, weather the storm, boy, a lot of teams after the loss to EIU uh, might've folded uh, Mm -hmm. with injury issues, the guys you've missed here and there. Uh, But here they are right now, you know, positive uh, four and three going into the weekend um, and playing well. And Iowa basketball, once again, where it usually is um, that again, always a tough place to play and a tough team to play, no matter what time of the season, they're finally back in that, in that, uh, in that mode again.
6: Well, here's another thing that they've had to weather in the last couple of weeks, and that is that Patrick McCaffrey uh, took a a leap of absence to deal with uh, uh, mental health kind of anxiety issues. Um, And that's a starter, you're, you know, depending on what day it is, second, third leading scorer on the team, uh, key player. And um, also, you know, from just a family perspective, the son of the head coach and his son is dealing with something that's, um, you know, can be difficult, can be challenging. And you, as a father, you worry about your son dealing with something like that. So, um, and, and, you know, the story of Patrick McCaffrey, well-documented battled cancer as a kid and a teenager and everything, but it's just, uh, it was another thing. And you thought, boy, this, uh, maybe this season is just not meant to be. And instead they've kind of, rallied and, and the good news is uh you know I tend to get to the games uh, relatively early and um Patrick was out there uh, the other day shooting baskets for the first time um, you know he did not dress for the game or anything but he was out there getting the sweat going and getting some shots up so maybe he's inching closer to getting back on the basketball court here in the next few days or weeks you know we'll see what happens but I thought that was a real positive sign uh as well that maybe they can add him back in the mix and maybe his mental state is um improving as well and when you could tell though um he just he he just didn't look right uh for a couple games and then um you, know, you could tell when he was sitting on the bench he was just it's kind of washed out uh look to his face where he was um you know very pale and uh, Sullen, and you could tell that that's not the Patrick McCaffrey, the fun-loving, gangly kid that we've come <laughs> to know and and enjoy in Iowa City. It wasn't himself, and hopefully he's getting back to himself. That's that'd be a good thing too. Yeah,
1: I think that's a it's a testament, I think, to the atmosphere in today's athletic world. I yeah. hope we're beginning to get to that point. Look, you and I know not too long ago that would have been frowned upon. Um, oh, yeah. The climate has changed, and 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 God bless us for that. That that's that's happening. That we can actually, um, everyone's open to say, "Hey, there's an issue here. I need to take care of." And there's that support, yeah. uh, not an alienation uh, that goes on. You know, talk about the Big Ten as we're talking to uh, Tom Cakert here of the Iowa on Three site. Um, we 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 talked so much on this show the way this season's setting up the Big Ten. We know is always outstanding, but boy, this year. And uh, and and Ohio State just found out going into Nebraska and and losing at Nebraska. There really are are no givings. I mean, Minnesota beat Ohio State in Columbus. I mean, there was a time when you could say, well, at least these two or three teams you can kind of chalk up as W's. Yep. There's no one right now. I saw one projection that actually had possibly twelve Big Ten teams in the NCAA tournament field. And while that sounds ridiculous at the moment, that's not a stretch. I mean, it's it's a it's an amazingly competitive league, even more than usual.
6: Oh, it is. And uh, you're right. There was a day when, you know, you're going to you're, you're playing Rutgers or Penn State, uh, somebody like that, Nebraska. And and you could say, yeah, it would be a huge upset if they they beat, um, you know, any of the upper level teams. But now and you look at Rutgers went to Purdue and Purdue's maybe the toughest place to play in the Big Ten. I mean, that place is just Mackey Arena is tough a tough environment and they've went in there and, and handed Purdue their only loss of the year. Now Purdue is, seems to be above everybody else right now, but I don't know that they're a great team. They're very good. Um, they probably got the best player in the conference or the guy who's the toughest to handle when you're seven, four and big, like Zach Eadie. But I, you know, are they, uh, Um, a gauntlet kind of team that's just going to take you out. I don't know. Um, It just seems like any night, if you're not playing your best ball, you're going to get it handed to you. And um, with the exception, I think Minnesota is struggling, Um, but um, I think everybody else, I mean, Iowa lost at Nebraska, uh, comfortably lost at Nebraska uh, in in late uh, December, And missed 54 shots that night, uh, which is incredible uh, when you think about it. But they they just didn't shoot well. uh, But they lost. And that's going to happen, I think, more than once. We saw Nebraska beat uh, Ohio State the other night. They took Purdue, I think. Didn't they take them to overtime? Or it was like a one-point game earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's a tough place to win.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It is, uh, and and as we talked uh, in the last half hour here on the show, uh, Zach Eady even tougher when he doesn't get whistled for fouls. Yes, uh, one report, uh, ten fouls in seven he's, games uh, going into Thursday's game.
6: It, it's interesting how he's he's getting officiated versus, um, you know, a player that played at Illinois uh, um, uh, the past few years. Not there now, but um, Kofi got got officiated uh, sometimes as well. I, it was. It, it seemed like Kofi was always in foul trouble just because he's so big. He was so big. And then, but Edie doesn't seem to live in the foul trouble as much for some reason. I don't know. It's weird.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I can, and I mentioned this in our segment a, a couple of moments ago, I think that it doesn't do Purdue well that the way they play and they kind of like they clutch and grab a little bit cause you can't call every foul. Right. So, yeah. uh, but I think, and so they don't get called for a lot of stuff, but That's I think the is way.
6: That's the is way.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But, it but, Izzo finds a way to still win in March. Purdue doesn't. And I think I I wonder if that style hurts them because the game is called differently when you get into March and you have officials from other conferences uh, calling the shots. And it seems like, um, you know, Purdue always runs into trouble um, because it's not realistic to have only two fouls in the second half at the five minute mark um, (laughs) Into March. And that happens a lot in big 10 play. Hey, I want to talk a minute about you before we let you go about the big change. Um, January 1st was a, a, kind of a watershed for you guys. You jumped over on three. Tell us about that.
6: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we, um, our, our contract was up at rivals at the end of the year. So we had, um, a lot of different opportunities presented to us, including staying at rivals or, uh, moving, uh, to other places. And, um, I was fortunate in the spring of 2003 to meet a man named Shannon Terry, who, uh, was running Rivals and he hired me, uh, to work there and always just admired his, uh, work ethic, his vision, um, his, uh, just entrepreneurial, uh, um, ways. And he just kind of, um, you know, he approached us about, about, coming there and, and, uh, we decided to make the move and, uh, you know, they have embraced the name image likeness space. They've, they've uh, embraced the transfer portal space. And I think that's where, at least in this short, shorter term, that's where college sports is going. Um, you've got to, to, to me, the transfer portal is as important as recruiting, uh, high school players at this point, uh, it can change your program in a, in an instant, uh, especially now that players can leave, can come and go as they wish, uh, pretty much. And name image likeness is a big part of that. And so we've kind of integrated with that, with the, the Iowa swarm and kind of renamed our premium area, the Iowa swarm lounge and, uh, trying to, uh, kind of help. I don't know if help is the right word, but just raise awareness about what what the iowa swarm collective is doing and uh had a great response to that as well so um i I think uh i think it's been a real positive we've we've been able to essentially bring over everybody who um was with us at rivals uh our staff all came and i think probably about 95 percent of our our uh, subscribers have already made the way their way over. So that's incredible to me that we've been able to do that in less than a month. Uh, So it's awesome.
1: Now tell people uh, what's the website now, how they can find you at on three.
6: Yeah, it's still, we're still the same place. We're still dot com. that never changed. Um, And um, you can sign up right now for a dollar. Okay, That's just $1 until uh, September 1st. And that, so uh, it's just one buck. Uh, And there's nothing you can get for a dollar these days. No. You can't get a candy bar for a dollar. No. Can't get a a pack of gum for a dollar. No. I mean, nothing. Not even a a cup of coffee. Can't get that for a dollar for sure.
1: No. The one thing, I think I got a pack of the little Lance peanut butter crackers at my (laughs) 99 cents that's the only thing uh, yeah that but that's gone in in two minutes so that's that that's not very satisfying so no
6: but there's just not (laughs) many things out there you can get for a buck so um we're just uh pleased that everybody's come with us and that we've had a real positive response to everything thus far so um yeah thank you yeah, awesome. Well,
1: we're we're excited for you guys uh, again. HawkerReport yeah. dot and uh, now part of the On Three Network. Um, just always great things. Tom Kaker, you're always, uh, um, our source, the expert of Iowa sports. We appreciate that. Uh, good luck. Thanks to for you. me on. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll definitely talk to you here soon.
6: Yeah, we got Iowa Illinois coming up, so we'll I'm sure we'll uh, visit around that time. That's
1: right. That's right. So, all right, Tom, Tom Caker, it's uh, always the expert on uh, Iowa Hawkeyes and they are playing so well, four straight wins heading into the, the weekend as they play at Ohio state. And then moving on to uh, again, take on the I zone uh, up at Michigan state.
0: They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. Our number two of big sports
1: radio, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy here along with you. Um, let's talk about the the games at Thursday night. Um, and start at of the top, Purdue, you know, they were at Minnesota. Uh, yeah, I know that Hope Springs Eternal for the Gophers when you can say, hey, we went into Columbus and we won that game. Uh, but they had no shot at this. Down 31-12 at halftime. This wasn't even close. And uh, Purdue really flexing their muscles on the road uh, up at uh, Williams Arena.
2: Purdue, yeah, they look good. They dominated Minnesota. Minnesota, I mean, they still they're still trying to make a basket, <laughs> thirty nine <laughs> points and and then Purdue just grind, you know, just grind them out at the end. You know, once they get that big lead, they can just kind of cruise. Zach Eadie goes from lighting up, you know, uh, Michigan State to scoring just having to score twelve points and six rebounds and block of four shots, and yeah, just have an easy
6: game. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and this is this is kind of what we are seeing is the tops and the bottoms of the Big Ten. You've got um, <clears throat> you've got Purdue that looks to be clearly separating themselves from the rest of the conference, and and unfortunately for Minnesota, they're kind of doing the same thing um, on the other end of the of the uh, uh, stick. So, uh, not not any surprises there.
1: You know, so um, the one team that's beaten Purdue. Uh, this season is Rutgers and and Rutgers coming in number 23 uh, this week. They go into East Lansing with a chance to get a win on a road. Um, But we know that, boy, the Breslin Center is so tough. It's a tough place to play. And and they came up short Thursday night, 70-57. The Spartans get the win and, and they climb into a tie for second place along with Rutgers.
2: I think this was a really important game for Michigan State after the loss, you know, that they had against Purdue and the loss to Illinois and, it, it looked like maybe they were – because if you lose this one, now you go going a little bit of spiral, especially at home. So I, I thought Michigan State did a really nice job of um, defending Rutgers. They really made it hard on them to get things going. Cam Spencer shoots three of 14. But this is Izzo. This is what he does. They're going to guard. They're going to be tough. They're going to be physical, and they're going to rebound, and they're going to you know, just grind out wins and stay um, stay at the near the top of those Big Ten standings.
3: Yeah, this this is this is where you see that you know those fans that think Tom Izzo is past his prime, they're just they're just wrong. The guy knows how to get his teams. Even this year, you know, there was they were expected not to have the front line and and be weak, and yet here he is up at the top of the rankings again. I, I'm not certain why people don't believe in him more.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, they still you look at it overall; they've won eight of the last ten. Um, you know, losses to Illinois and, and then at home to Purdue, as Brad mentioned. Um, getting and they he just finds ways to get production out of players. Uh, the freshman sitter, Jackson Kohler, career highs with 12 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, you know, he just he looked like that typical fifth year big man that always you know comes up and plays big for Michigan State, but he's only a freshman, a true freshman yep. at that. Um, the first ever player from Utah to play for. Um, the Spartans, so that's, that was pretty cool. On the other side, Rutgers take nothing away from them. Uh, five and three in conference again, tied for second behind Purdue, um, and still on the pace to make it to three straight NCAA tournaments for the first time in school history.
2: What a job Steve Peichel does at Rutgers, and and they even got a commitment from a five-star recruit uh, as well, which is something that you never thought you'd see with Rutgers. So, I, I he does a great job. They they're gonna usually they defend very well. They're tough. They're physical. You know, they they play Big Ten style basketball. And um they 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 have a few guys though. When when they shoot the ball well, they have a few guys when they get hot. They can they can really beat about anyone, as we saw with Purdue. Then they're gonna have days when, you know, they're they could probably lose to a lot of teams. And we saw that when they, you know, played Iowa. So this is uh it's gonna be an interesting um uh, Big Ten season and record's gonna be in the mix though.
3: Yeah, and I really like the um that recruiting win, you know, I don't care whether it's the NBA or college basketball, you got a better chance of winning if you bring in the top talent. And um, Rutgers having a player like that will be new. Um, And and they're a fun team to watch if you enjoy defense. Um, You know, Cliff on the inside is a nightmare. And, um, you know, it's a team that, again, if you don't have it together, especially playing them on their home floor, you are going to lose.
2: Mike, I got to tell you a funny story. You talked about, you know, having the better players. I remember going to a coach's clinic and the head coach, college coach, was talking and he says, and he looks over to his assistant, and, what's the key to, we really got to, if we're going to play better and do this, he said, coach, get better players. That's <laughs> really what it is. So we're talking X's and O's, but the reality, it's Jimmy and
1: Joe's. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's right. Well said. I'm going to write that one down. Uh, so that's the two teams at the top on Thursday night. Um, with Rutgers losing a chance of some other teams to move up, Michigan going on the road and uh, coming up short against Maryland. Look, you know the Xfinity Center, tough place to play. Um, but Michigan coming up short, just ten and eight overall now. Um, the Wolverines, and again, you know, you wonder uh, with some of the other teams, you know, what do they have, and can they can they find some consistency uh, night in night out?
2: It's been a struggle. I mean, I you expected more from them coming into this year. Bringing back Hunter Dickinson, adding Jet Howard. And, um, you know, they had some, there's some talent there and they haven't really played up to the level that you, you expected them to play. And so now they have to write the ship moving forward because there's, like, it's like we've talked about in this Big Ten Conference, there's no easy games, right? No. So now you've got to find a way to get on a little run here because you're 10 and eight. You've got 13 games left how many do you have to win? You probably have to win eight or nine of those 13 to really even be considered in the, because a 14 lost team 15 lost because big 10 tournament probably didn't get in the tournament.
3: Yeah. And, and this Michigan team reminds me a little bit of Illinois that they lost their point guard and Illinois didn't really have a veteran point guard. (laughs) And we see how important that is. Um, And then it really comes down to, can Hunter and Jet outscore the other team? Because there's no consistent scorer on this team from game to game, and I thought that they would be offensively a little better than this. But uh, you know, it, it's 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 been tough sledding on the nights that uh, those two have a problem.
1: Here's how big this turnaround is: um, Michigan at their place, routed the Terrapins by 35 points on Thursday night. They lose in College Park uh, by six. Mike mentioned Illinois. Um, they made Trace Jackson Davis look like a Hall of Famer in that game of the night. Season high, 35 points. You know, Jackson Davis usually struggles against Illinois, but no more Kofi Colburn. And now suddenly Indiana uh, began the week one and four, back-to-back wins, and they're back in the conversation in the Big Ten.
2: I, I don't know that I've ever seen a team just allow a guy to just drive and shoot dunks and layups repeatedly just time after time and never change really anything. Um, Davis was 15 and 19. Such a dominant performance, is best I've seen him play, perhaps in his whole career at Indiana. That's how impressive it was. It was he he dominated the game, and Illinois did nothing to try and stop him.
3: Yeah, that was that was a, a an interesting thing. I don't know that we learned much about either team because I, Indiana still can't shoot from outside. So if you're going to try to defend them, I think I would probably. Make it harder to get the ball into the center, but that's just me. Um, and Illinois, we don't know what they're going to do on any given night.
1: Well, Trace Jackson Davis is somebody that I always am a critical of his lack of outside shooting. He didn't have to. Um, you know, the one three pointer he took, he was fouled and he hit all three free throws. So uh, it didn't matter. He scored everything within two feet. It made it very easy. It was like a Nerf hoop game back in middle school. You know, like you just, you just kind of, you know, whoever scored was whoever just, you just, you know, beat the other guy up and and then drop it in. So
2: well he was avoiding the bed and the dresser really well. Exactly. He just went in and scored.
1: And <laughs> in, in the college dorm, you know, knock the yeah. books over. So all right. Well, hey, we're gonna talk we're gonna take a quick time out. More Big Ten basketball. The biggest surprises and the biggest disappointments in the Big Ten to this point in the season. This is Fake Sports Radio.
4: Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything.
5: 877 927 3380 That's
1: 877-927-3380 BigSportsRadio.com is a one-stop shop providing daily updates of your favorite Big Ten teams. Register today for free and get a chance to win weekly cash prizes. Details at BigSportsRadio.com As we continue, we promise we're going to talk a little Big Ten basketball. And here we go. Uh, fellas, right now, almost a halfway point. Most of the teams have played eight games. Uh, it's clear that, that Purdue, forgotten in the preseason by everybody, but letting you know they're around, uh, they're the cream of the crop right now, going into the weekend at 7-1. and one.
2: They are playing well. You have to give them credit. You have to give credit to Matt Painter what he's done because obviously they have Zach Eady, and that's the game-changing part of this. But on the other side, they have they're relying on freshman guards, and they've marched out to an eighteen and one start. Um, so that's the kind of you know you got to give them credit. They they're better defensively a little bit, and they're they're very hard to guard on the offensive end because Edie creates such a mismatch.
3: Yeah, it, it, the, he is just a beast, and I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody in the Big Ten who can adequately defend him, um, and and so they are they are going to go through the the league, and I think it's fantastic for those young freshmen. They're not in quite the same stressful position that freshmen are in, where they've got to hit the shot. They've got a guy all over them, and that that determines their success or failure as a team. They have to hit a shot after that after the uh, opposing team is triple-teamed Edie, and they're wide open. And then to their credit, they're hitting the wide-open shots. And right now, to be honest with you, if Illinois could hit free throws and they could hit a few open shots, they still would have been competitive against Indiana on a night that they didn't play well, but they're just not hitting them.
1: Yeah, well, that's, I think, to your point, Purdue, 7-1. and Yeah, Zach Edie's a big part of that, but probably right now they're the most consistent team. Uh, in the Big Ten, as you go up and down and and look at who is doing what, Michigan State won seven in a row, lost back to back games. They come back and beat Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers has has played well. Uh, Wisconsin lost three straight when Wall was out. They come back, uh, they get pummeled at Indiana. Come back and win. You know, Iowa zero and three start four straight. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, you know, and I think that's the thing that, you know, it's funny. It, it, but it's it's such a competitive league. I mean, let's give Purdue that, but again, we'll see if some team can get together. And, and at the end, you'll kind of, you know, give them a challenge. Who are the top four teams here? That's kind of the conversation. When you think about it, it's impossible right now. There, there isn't a clear cut three, four or five teams. That's going to contend. We're still another, maybe three weeks away from kind of defining who those teams are. And maybe not even then.
2: Yeah. I think it could come down to the wire. I mean, to see who is going to be second in this league, it looks to me like Purdue's going to win and everyone else is playing for second. Second place right now is one game ahead of, you know, eighth place. And so there's one game difference in all of those things and only a game and a half ahead of uh, 11th place. Second place is only a game and a half ahead of 11th place um, and only two games ahead of 12th place. Just to give you some perspective, that's kind of insane right now. The Big Ten is wide open after that Purdue. And and when you look at some of the wins that we've seen on the on the road, even Northwestern winning at Michigan State, Indiana and Penn State both winning at Illinois. All these, I mean, lots of, you know, road road wins. That's kind of something we haven't seen as much of in the past from the bottom. It's pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, this it's really a little little bit NFL-ish we're going to have one team at the top with a great record, two teams at the bottom with a bad record and everybody else at nine and nine or something, you know, it's, it's just, it's crazy or 10 and 10. So um, it, it's crazy the way it's going. The only thing that I've kind of was thinking about almost laughing to myself is if, if Jed Howard is going to get begged by his dad to stay one more year, instead of going pro to keep that team afloat up in Michigan. But I mean, um, but You know, as soon as you think one team stinks, they turn it around and then somebody else who's played
1: well, they go into a shell. Yeah, let's look through this league right now and take Purdue out because I think, again, we we discussed them and and we know what they're about and, and, you know, they're the, you know, anomaly, if you will, in terms of this year's Big Ten. Give me your biggest surprise in the Big Ten so far this season.
2: You know, for me, I, I think it is Purdue because I thought their guards would struggle struggle more. But if I have to go outside of Purdue, the biggest surprise is Northwestern. Uh just being competitive 3 and 3, 12 and 5. And now now shut down for two games with COVID. So we'll see how that plays out down the road if they're able to recover from that. They're going to have a really condensed schedule. But I, I think they've been the biggest surprise cuz I thought they would be down there with, you know, Minnesota vying for last place in the in the in the, you know, just ahead of Minnesota, maybe 12th, 13th. And maybe they'll end up there. But right now, they've been pretty, uh, pretty competitive, more competitive than I expected.
3: And I think it's the parity for me because in college sports, you know, you've kind of got it where the best teams end up getting a little bit of an advantage in recruiting and they keep being the best teams. And this year, for all those advantages of, of coaches who have long resumes and, and recruiting advantages in the rankings, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, you tune in a a, a Big Ten game on TV, you really don't know who's going to win. Whereas in the past, you could at least half the time bet on the home team and feel pretty good, or you bet on two or three favorites in any individual year. This year, you never know who's going to get upset, and you better bring it. And if you don't, you're going to get beat up. It's probably great for Big Ten TV programmers.
1: You know, Rutgers uh, this week became the 10th Big Ten team to reach the AP top 25 this season. I mean, that's 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 incredible. I mean, there, there are only four teams in the Big Ten so far that have not been ranked at all. And uh, that's Minnesota, uh, Nebraska, Penn State, and Northwestern. Everyone else has been in the rankings at some point. Um, but my one team I would take, I would say right now, Wisconsin, because the three losses were without Tyler Wall. If he's in, they probably win at least one of those three. Um, and even with all that, they're still uh, going into the weekend four and three Um, you know, two and a half games uh, behind Purdue right now, and I think they're one of those teams that, like last year, they were picked in the preseason to finish in the the bottom half of the conference, and yet they're right there again in the mix. Uh, turn around to the other side. Um, what's which one team is the biggest disappointment so far for you? There's so many,
2: (laughs) I think. Um, I, I would say my biggest disappointment, um, thus far has been Michigan. Michigan is um, it was expected you have Hunter Dickinson returning, you bring in Howard. Um, and yes, they've had an injury to the point guard, but they, they have a lot of talent on that roster, and they should probably be better than, you know 10 and eight or whatever they are. So I think they're a bit of a disappointment. And, and just to make it fair, I, I think Ohio State's a bit of a disappointment, too. Um, they've, you know lost five in a row and just have not looked very good in those games and they really seem to be um, a team that doesn't have a lot of depth. Bryce sensible is fantastic, but they, have struggled in other areas.
3: Yeah, I I would have went with Ohio state because I thought their physical talent might, might overcome, um, you know, some youth at some positions. And I also thought that they would have a better performance out of justice suing, you know, it, it it is what it is. And I think Illinois we know was going to be a high ceiling team, who could also have a low floor, and I thought once we went through maybe a floor once or twice that we would start seeing the ceiling more often. And you know, you've had games now with Missouri, Maryland, Penn State, and and Indiana that have been surprisingly uh, they've been surprisingly ineffective, and I did not expect to see that. I thought they might have problems scoring, but that their defense would keep games close. And they've lost games by 15 points much more regularly than a Brad Underwood team
1: you would expect. I would agree with all of those. I think you can like with anything this season. Um, there's no one answer to any question. And There are yeah. several teams that's going to fit the category of what you're talking about. I'm going to go with Indiana because they were preseason yeah. top 15, and they were the you know going to be all, all everything. They were going to win year two of of, of Mike Woodson. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the most talked about big man. Um, In the country, it seems like at times, Um, of course, he was phenomenal the other night. But I think that, you know, this is a team that um, you would expect a preseason top 15 preseason conference favorite to be better than three and four and 12 and six overall at this point. Um, Yeah, they've had some injury problems. I get that. But um, that's the one again. Now, can they turn it around? Sure. I mean, there's a lot of lot of season left. But as of right now, um, I'd have to probably pick them and put them in again with the mix with uh, Michigan, Illinois. At Ohio State. there's no question. We're gonna take a quick break right now. Uh, stay with us right here. Much more conversation to come after this quick timeout.
4: Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800
5: 448 828 that's 800-448-0828. 800-613-8053. That's
0: 800-613-8053. Now back to the studio and the guys from Big Sports Radio. Lots of other
1: stuff uh, going around. Hey, you know, one of the, maybe the, uh, I, I thought it was a shock when the news came out Thursday afternoon Ah, uh, Mike Bray, the all-time winningest coach um, at Notre Dame for the men's basketball program, announcing he's going to retire uh, at season's end. Only sixty-three years old. Didn't realize he's been there for twenty-three seasons. No wonder he's the all-time winningest coach. Uh, the Irish not doing well this year. You got to look at in terms of the record and and the way things are going. Maybe he was asked to uh, step aside and and move on. He did say in a statement that it's time for a new voice to take over the program.
2: Yeah, it was interesting actually. Um... Couple of weird things happened. Uh, there was a uh, a guy who act, a barstool employee who tweeted the day before that he was getting fired, or within twenty or a couple of days before he was getting fired within twenty four hours. Then it turns out he he resigned. So I wonder if this wasn't some sort of like it's time to you know we were this guy went to back to back elite eights I think in fifteen and sixteen. So yeah. this is not a guy who has been unsuccessful, you know, falling on some hard times. So they wanted him to go out maybe with some class here. I don't think we've seen the last of Mike Bray coaching college basketball, though. He may take a year off, recharge, and there will be an opening, and he'll he'll be a candidate. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I like him as a coach. He's, he's you know, had the opportunity to see Notre Dame game and sitting in press row. Um, he's got a great demeanor with his, his kids. Um, a, a good coach overall. Uh, I, you know, it's sad to see him go, but like Brad, you know, at 63, there's still time for him to, to go somewhere. And, and depending on where he ends up, he might be able to make some noise. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's gotta be a couple programs and some athletic directors out there who might go, I think I got a winner here.
2: Mike, Mike, you gotta know. Mike Bray is also the only guy in the summer circuit who looks like he's homeless when he comes to the games. <laughs> I mean, he really he looks like he has not shaved. He's he just had, you know, whatever. He just looks like he rolled out of bed and shaved in three so weeks. He and I should get along great then. <laughs> <laughs> He'd fit right in on the Atlanta guy sports spectacular. Perhaps we have a new gig for him.
1: There you go. The organizers of the event calling police. Listen, there's this guy in this Notre Dame polo shirt over there, the baseball cap. He hasn't shaved in a week. Yeah, we need to check that out. So yeah, he does have a bad, uh, bad stubble. That's true. It's one of the worst <laughs> stubbles around uh, Mike Bray, you know, uh, Mike Shashevsky assistants uh, generally don't fare too well. There's not, it's, it's hard to find anybody with great postseason success. If you served under Shashevsky. Mike Bray would, would be the one guy you could say the most successful Krzyzewski assistant um ever to come out of that coaching tree. Uh, big news out West. Uh, we thought we'd never see the day. Gonzaga, that 76 game, I believe, it's, is it a conference home win streak?
2: No, I think it's just
1: home win streak. Overall home win streak. Wow, what a run.
2: That's Pretty good, right? I mean, 70-some games at, at home, and then they lose to Loyola Marymount by one point. Um, big upset. Gonzaga was up to number six in the polls. And, you know, everybody kind of bags on their schedule each year that they don't play as tough a schedule. And, you know, and I think that's valid. But at the same time, it's almost maybe it, might be a little better for them to lose a game or two because I think then they become a little bit more um, focused and, and understand what they have to do if they want to make a run in the NCAA turn. And I don't think they're as good as they have been. They don't have the guard talent that they've had in the past.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's still, I, I think it's probably better to get that out of their system. So it's not like the big thing that that, that everybody's kind of gunning up for and add that stress, but um I've never been one to to fault somebody. You can only play the people who are on your schedule, you know, and and you know, these kids can't control what conference Gonzaga's in. So um a great streak, and and now it's like all other streaks, they end. And um, I guess uh coach Fuel will have to see if he can start another one.
1: Yeah, you know, Gonzaga, they play just a, a really tough non-conference schedule last year. Played more uh, you know, teams of consequence than Duke did. Um, I mean, look it up. I'm not just hating on Duke. It is, it is what it is. Um, so you know, I I have great I give them great credit that they schedule as best they can in their situation and what a program that they've got out there. Okay, a little football here. And uh, same time next year, uh every January, uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rogers stop playing. And then the question is, <laughs> will they continue playing? I mean, you know, both are you know older than Methuselah. Um, Tom Brady is a free agent uh Aaron Rodgers is not but again he's you know it's always the question will he hang around what's next for these two
2: it's interesting I mean you know, I think Rodgers is probably from a physical standpoint he's a little bit younger a little still able to play but and do some things that uh Brady can't because Brady is as you know he's almost old as Mike so he's getting up there so I think that um I think that Rodgers has a lot of – a. there are a lot of people with appeal for Rodgers. I mean, because if you are a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl and you just need that guy and you've got the defense or you've got this, he's a guy who can do that for you. I yeah. really believe that. Brady, on the other hand, I think he's going to – he that. although people will see him as that, a quarterback who can come in and win that, I, I think he's past that. I, I don't think he's that level anymore. I think he's kind of falling back, but he can help you um because there are a lot of bad quarterbacks in the league and you know he's going to if you have a good offensive line you run the ball and you give him time to throw he's going to be effective as well
3: yeah it's it's interesting because both Brady and and Rogers seem to be in the uh Brett Favre uh annual retirement stakes sweepstakes you know mode um I think each of them would have something to offer I do think that if you get Rodgers behind the right offensive line with some tools he can win games the issue is is a little bit Jeff Georgian. he's not the greatest leader of people and and so you you have to have a strong locker room and leadership presence outside of the quarterback position um Brady again you know i, I there's no doubt he's a talented guy but do you put your your franchise in the hands of somebody who literally could, could you know get get just killed, you know, and and not uh, not to use that word exactly, but you know just who well, could basically be gone.
2: AARP benefits, Mike. So yeah, that's exactly.
3: He and I, he and I, he actually sent me a note on how to file for that.
0: Um, <laughs> so. So, well, I did help him get out. Discounts there. for the team dinners, right? Because he's there you
2: go. That's what that's that, that, so. That. Maybe he can afford to take his li- lineman out to the Sizzler <laughs> and get some discounts. So, there yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. Bert Ponderos. They'll have to go to the early bird special, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Listen, guys, practice at two o'clock. So, we're done by 3.30 because we're, get, we're getting dinner at four. <laughs> um, <laughs> early bird. <laughs> I know. I know you're not hungry, but this guy is because, because uh, he's old, Tom Brady. You know, when you think about who knew that the key to the box wasn't Tom Brady. But Bruce Aarons, like Arians, once he goes upstairs and, re- and retires from coaching and goes to the front office, it all falls apart. Five assistants fired this week, including Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, who was the genius, right, of this offense. And he was the guy that that was making it happen. And he's interviewing for head coaching jobs and comes back to be offensive coordinator. And now he's out of a job. I mean, who, who would have thunk it? But hey, uh, as far as Brady goes, you know, one of the possible destinations that's being rumored maybe is Brad Sturdy's. Vegas Raiders, would you want him as your, as your guy, as your quarterback? No. Okay. I'll
2: take Rodgers though.
1: Okay. There
2: you go. I'll take Rodgers. But it, the one thing about Brady, Brady might come at a discount. You know, if you, if he comes for cheap you can get him for, you know, I don't know, whatever, what's cheap, 10 million a year or something like that. That's 15 all. maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's cheap, right? For a quarterback, but if he comes for that, then maybe there's an option. I don't know. I I just don't think that's the answer. I think, you know, Las Vegas needs to get a better quarterback. Now, you know who I would take as a Raider? Man? Who? There's this guy from Baltimore named Lamar Jackson. Ah. There you go. Now you're talking. Now you're speaking my language.
3: Yeah, I think it'd be hard to turn down Jackson. I mean, he's a guy who's got uh, not only some talent, but he's got a little bit of flash, and he plays an exciting brand of ball. And with that stadium right there in Vegas, I can see a lot of your average, you know, fans coming into town for a weekend and saying, oh, "I'd love to see the, the Raiders play with with him at quarterback." I think it'd be a big draw.
1: Yeah, Jackson would be good. He's got a, he's very talented, good player, and it's an odd situation there in Baltimore. Uh, my my concern with Brady-o is that he's he's freshly uh, divorced and he has a lot of money, and um, maybe Vegas is too tempting for him. I don't know. Uh okay. hey, he hasn't won anything since he got divorced. Exactly. Maybe Giselle was the key. He's and he's aged like 10 years this year. Like all of a yeah. sudden, like he he always oh, he looked 35 until this year, and all of a sudden, like in four months, he aged 10 years. So um it will be a good thing. All right, keep it
0: here. Much more to come after this. You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy.
1: One team we haven't talked uh, much about because uh, you know they were three and zero at one point, lost uh, three straight, and then got the big win against Penn State earlier this week uh, is Wisconsin, the Badgers. As we mentioned uh, earlier this hour, one of ten teams in the Big Ten to uh, to have been ranked, and they were up into the the top fifteen, like fourteen at some point before the free fall uh, began. Uh, Brandon, is this a Badger team that you still believe in?
2: Well, I mean they're they're a competitive team. They're going to find a way to win games. Uh, getting Tyler Wall back, they. This might be a really good thing for them because their game on Saturday at Northwestern is canceled because of COVID. They're going to have eight days off between the seventeenth when they played Penn State and their game at Maryland on the twenty fifth. And Tyler Wall can then maybe get healthy, which then then will make them a better team, a more complete team, more depth, and bringing back you know a key part of their roster before they go to Maryland and then play. Host Illinois at the end of January.
3: Yeah, and I, and I was really concerned. Uh, Coach Guard seems to be losing hair at a at a quicker rate. So <laughs> hopefully, this week off of stress of games will help get that full head of lustrous hair that we've been so hoping he could achieve. <laughs> but I, I think this Wisconsin team is, is is another team that you know they hit a lull now and then, but th- that team will play defense every night. And the, and the nights that they hit well, they're going to cause a lot of problems for just about anybody they play.
1: Yeah, you know Kegley, he was waiting on you to share some of your mop, and and he you're not going to do that. So uh, so yeah, he's got to find. I, it.
3: I think I lost a hair right, you know,
1: right there. <laughs> just, yeah, thing is we can't tell. Yeah, great guard talking about uh, hair loss and his team's turnaround uh, earlier this week after the win over Penn State.
9: Greg, I don't think I've heard you describe a game as must win much over the years, but did this feel? In that category, to some degree? Must win in what regard? Like, if you don't get this one, then all of a sudden you're going on the road for two after a four-game losing streak. and Must win in terms of I needed to be able to sleep better at night, you know? Um, the hairline is receding fast enough as it is, I, you know? But the guys needed to, our players needed this because they've been putting forth everything they have. I know it hasn't been easy without Tyler. It probably wasn't going to be easy with Tyler. Um, but to see them get rewarded in the smiles in the locker room and the celebrations—that um, hey, you stay the course, don't, don't, uh, don't have a panic attack. Um, but our staff, Joe, did a phenomenal job with the scouting report because this team is is hard to prepare for. And coming off a physical game Saturday, we just did a simple walkthrough on on Sunday, and fortunately able to apply a lot of our rules to preparation and not have to do a lot of physical pounding and minimized yesterday too with the possessions. Um, And like I said, just find, find a way in this league because you're going to go through stretches. Everybody, I mean, I look across the country, Jim, and uh, you can go coast to coast and really good teams are stumbling a little bit. It's hard over 30 plus games to, to stay consistent. And uh, cause there's so much parity, And if you have an injury or two thrown in, we've seen that in our league, we've seen it other places. So, Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. So you got to learn from it. You know, don't talk. We reviewed the film at Sunday of Indiana, and then we get to turn the page because so we got a good team coming in here tonight
1: talking about one, how this group was kind of battle tested through that three game stretch uh, without Tyler and two, a little more lighthearted, just that embrace that you had with the team after the end of the high five line. I mean, a lot of high energy, obviously from that one.
9: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the journey that you go through and, and a little bit bouncing back to Jim's question about, I don't know if there's ever must win. You, you always want to win. I mean, there's no, one's not more important than the other because if you don't get it done, it, it sits with you a little longer, and and you don't want them to pile up. So, I, I'm just happy for our guys that they got some, they saw, they got their fruits of the labor that they've been putting in, and um, you know, did what they needed to do tonight against a good team. And I, I know what they go through. I mean, heck, I, I got a kid on the team, my own son, and I treat them all like my own sons. But it's not it's not easy when you know they're taking. Shots from people on the outside, and you're not good enough, and you're not this, you're not that, um, to be able to, to see them rally and stick together. And that's always been an important part of every team we've had here, that they you stick together through thick and thin, because um, there's going to be some thin. I can almost guarantee it. You're going to go through some adversity, and, and you have to be better because of it. That's That's where you grow as a team. Being uncomfortable, have it uncomfortable, having some adversity, and finding a way to fight your way through it. And when you get to the other side of it, hopefully, you're better off because of it.
2: I will say this: I think Greg Gard has probably done about as good a job as anybody consistently, just like Bo Ryan did. You know, every year, they're not going to finish near the top of the league. They're not going to do this, and they're not going to do that. And then, next thing you know, they do. And you know, so, so I guess if you lose a little hair over that, then yeah, it's worth it, right?
3: <laughs> and, and every year. They get a center that nobody else is particularly interested in, who comes in and over the course of time develops into somebody that the whole Big Ten hates and and can't wait until he graduates. So it, it's just amazing to me how they get these guys in the paint that, that, you know, in high school we hear they can't jump and they're not quick and they can't do this. And they come in and compete in the Big Ten. They understand what they need to run their system and they have the discipline to recruit for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they, they reach out, going back to Frank Kaminsky as we've talked before. And uh, as Tom Kaker was saying, even last hour, he steps out and you know, that, that stretch five, it just goes out and just kills you. And mm-hmm. uh, they always find a way to do that. So yeah, don't sleep on Wisconsin yet. They're four and three and very much uh, in the mix. Again, they go into the weekend, uh, as Brad mentioned, they've got some extra time off here to get healthy, get some things worked out um, that of course of the pay the price later with the makeup game. But uh, for now they'll take it four and three Wisconsin, Uh, They've turned things around, at least for the moment. Stay with us. We're going to talk about a team that's waiting to turn things around. Um, What happened to Ohio State? We'll talk about it next. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful
4: finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify.
5: Call US Med now to learn more. 800-390-5160, 800-390-5160, 800-390-5160, that's 800-390-5160.
4: Do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf.
5: 800-816-4492 800-816-4492 that's
1: 800-816-4492. Yep, this is Big Sports Radio. As we have talked uh, more than once, uh, there have been 10 Big Ten teams ranked this season. Um, one of them, Ohio State. Seems like years ago, they were 2-0. and And at one point, the Buckeyes, were one of the last three undefeated teams left in the big 10. Since that happened, they have not won since five straight losses. Fellas, what's up with the Buckeyes?
2: They are really struggling. There's no question. They, they, you know, sensible, Bryce sensible is a fantastic player. They've got some, you know, Zed keys, a good player in the inside, just suing. They've got some talent, but man, they just, it hasn't been clicking over the past few weeks. and, Um, You know, losing five in a row is not good, and they're going to – so, lucky them, they get to – on Saturday, they get to play Iowa, who's won four in a row. So, maybe the streak continues.
3: Yeah, it's it's an interesting streak because they have not been blown out. You know, you you see some teams in the Big Ten, they're losing by 15 points, and you see, you know, with their streak, they had one game that was a seven-point game, but the rest of them have been, you know, three, two – you know, one point, you know, two point games, very close. So they got to feel like they're really on the edge of being able to do something, but they need that consistency down the stretch. And and sometimes when you have a younger team, that can be a challenge, especially if the, some of your younger players like to have the ball on offense a lot.
1: But it's one of those, you wonder just what happened after they, because they won their first, first two games, you know, the early two games of big 10 plays and they go play some more non-conference, the controversial, Last second win at home against Rutgers to open up. Then you had a comfortable double digit win uh, at Northwestern. Um, but then you turn the calendar and it is literally they are they are over 2023. And now they've got a really tough game on Saturday with Iowa coming in. And as we talked about earlier, Iowa right now a four game win streak four and three. They're starting to put things together. Even though uh, you know Patrick McCaffrey still is is not back yet. As we were from Tom Cakert, um, you're right. Things are close, but you know it. When the ball doesn't bounce your way, and it, with this, I mean, what if you don't get the win against Iowa? You get it now. You got to go to Illinois. Uh, you know, tough place to play. Illinois didn't play well last time out, but they've, you know, they've now won four of the last five. They figured things out. Then you're at Indiana. I mean, it's just, you know, then it's Wisconsin, then it's Michigan, it's Northwestern, Michigan State. So, um, you know, I guess that's, you know, where do you, if if you, this thing can get out of hand real fast. And if you lose against Iowa Saturday, now you're two and six and pretty much done in terms of any you know any chance of finishing um it may be hard at that point to finish in the top 4 and get that double bye come Big Ten tournament time
2: yeah no question I, I think that's what that's kind of what a lot of these teams outside of Purdue are playing for is to get that double bye in the in the conference tournament and get to that friday but ohio state also and and i know that they they still have some work to do if they want to if you keep losing, then you're not. You know, we talked about they're going to make tournament. If you keep losing, then you're not going to be on the right side of the bubble. You're going to be on the other side of the bubble. Yeah, and 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 again,
3: there's a lot of talent on this team. I, you know, I I thought Justice Suing would would be more of the team leader and and would be, um, maybe a little bit more in terms of the offense leading the team as well. Um, but they've got to figure out, you know, especially going down the stretch. How do you finish a game without turnovers? How do you do the the little things that it takes to win in a close game in the Big Ten? And it's just not easy. The parity in this league is I, I didn't see it being this tight, and, boy, it, it leaves no room for mistakes.
1: No, it doesn't. As you guys mentioned, the five single-digit losses, but the five, um, five losses in a row, that ties the longest losing streak uh, in the Chris Holtman era. I mean, it is one that – and, you know, look, we know how serious – Ohio State takes all their athletics, and um, that's one, you know, he's been on the hot seat before. Um, someone I I think, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, has never made it out past the first weekend in the NCAA tournament, and so uh, the more this continues, you have to wonder if maybe he may be looking, and again, I don't know his contracts, I don't know anything about that, but you wonder if maybe there's some rumblings, because we've heard that before in terms of his future in Columbus.
2: Yeah, it's always a concern if you don't win enough games, and, and they don't, they like winning. Right. I mean, that, that's, you know, we, we were talking about Ryan Day being in having his job in jeopardy if they, you know, for losing to Michigan. Right. You know, so winning is important there in Columbus, Ohio.
3: Well, you know, basically you've got, um, you know, they're they're worried about the forty five and six that Ryan Day is, you know, is head coach of the football team. Um, I do think that the pressure is probably less, but. um, I, I feel like that they aren't the, – the fan base is not bought in uh, quite so much into having that team be a winning team. It, it's hard to tell, you know, that they, they just are so football-centric, and right now they're distracted because they've lost to Michigan twice. That may be the saving grace for the basketball program. <laughs> that's
1: that's true. There are bigger issues.
3: Yes, there are bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. That's
1: right. That's <laughs> right. The Ohio State football. And then – Ohio State football, you're right. Uh, just, just did a quick check. Uh, Holtman uh, a year ago did sign that extension uh, through the 27-28 season. But again, you you have to wonder, um, you know, a year later, um, extensions can be bought out, right? Contracts can be bought out. Uh, and right now, if, if you were to pick the field of 68 right now, Ohio State would not be in that. Uh, they'd be maybe uh, in the NIT at this point. So a lot of questions right now uh, in Columbus. Uh, keep it here. We've got more coming up, including um, some Two of the maybe biggest shockwaves in college basketball. That's coming up next.
10: If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened,
5: but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. Call 800-363-7934. 800-363-7934. That's
4: 800-363-7934. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything.
5: 877-927-3380. 877-927-3380 That's 877-927-3380 There's nothing
4: more fun than going boating with friends.
9: We were all out having a good time when all of a sudden, my best friend's hat flew off and without thinking, he jumped in the water to retrieve it. When we turned the boat around, he seemed to be struggling to keep his head above the water. We all started yelling, Pull the cord! Pull the cord! I pulled the cord and my life was saved. I was
1: wearing a belt-type inflatable life jacket, the wisest decision I ever made. Life jackets worn, nobody mourns. Learn more at pleasewearit.com.
0: You're listening to the Big Sports Radio Network with Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, and Brad Sturdy. You know, we don't talk much wrestling here, but uh, Kegley's a really big fan,
1: and he's excited about this. So, Mike, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I'm excited about it, but Vince McMahon has come back to the WWE despite $19 million of hush money for sexual picadillos. He's back as the chairman with the excuse that they are looking to sell the WWE. So will it be Comcast? Will it be the Saudi royal family? Um, No one knows. And, of course, Vince is there to make a deal. So we'll see how much money Vince McMahon can walk off in the sunset with as a 77 year old. Year
2: they're going to bring one of those Saudi princes. He's going to come off the top rope and Not. give like an elbow <laughs> smash and take the contract out of the. You know, you know that's something like that's going to happen, right?
3: Oh, he'll be, you know, he'll be. I, I think he also is wanting to book, try to book the match with. Uh, Uh, The Rock and Roman Reigns at this year's WrestleMania, potentially, they're looking to do that. And Brock Lesnar wants to come back and he doesn't work with anybody other than Vince. So, And who's going to tell Brock Lesnar he can't?
1: (laughs) 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 I'm not. (laughs) Lots of fireworks ahead for 2023. Hey, fireworks already uh, going off like it's 4th of July in Boulder, Colorado deon sanders we wondered if he could still recruit and coach and all that hey on the recruiting front you see he just flipped the number one defensive back in the country got the kid to flip his commitment and he's coming to colorado
2: prime time prime time yeah you you know but here's the thing if i'm a cornerback i yeah. who do you want to play for sure maybe the greatest cornerback of all time in nfl history so maybe that's the guy you go to so I think he's going to recruit well. He obviously has a great personality. He's well-known. He's famous. He's been successful. So I think that it's, uh, it's not surprising that he would recruit well. And Dion is going to change that program. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to make Colorado into what they were when they were the Buffaloes winning national titles, but they're going to be much more competitive than they have been for the, in the recent past because he will bring in enough talent to make a difference
3: yeah I'm not certain if he's the the guy that you know I, can he coach four point you know the four one forty we'll see. but um if you're a cornerback, he there's only one guy to go to if you really want to have some fun. It's Dion
1: yeah uh Carmani he had committed to the Miami hurricanes uh since October was going to sign in the early signing period, but uh decided to wait when Sanders uh, went to Colorado and uh, and there it is. So second year in a row that he's done this, remember Travis Hunter was going to go to Florida yeah. state a year ago and he wound up instead going to Jackson state and uh, uh, with Sanders there. So Dion making a splash. I agree with you, Brad. I'm, I don't know if he'll go 10 and two and win a Pac-12 title, whatever, but he's going to make Colorado interesting and, and get them lots of press. Um, and I do think they will win some games at the same time. He did prove his chops uh, and I give him credit for that. Um, you know, Hey, one final story. Uh, Jared Jeffries, a former Indiana basketball player. Uh interesting moment in retirement, Brad. Well he's winning. He won, right? Yeah. He won a car.
2: Just what he needed. <laughs> couldn't afford it before from playing in the NBA. Yeah. But he's not the but I, I have to say he's not the best Indiana grad on a game show. Not the most famous one, though. That guy in the wheel of fortune who couldn't pronounce Achilles was the <laughs> was the most famous one. Yeah, so what did he say? Mythological hero Achilles. 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 Oh, achilles. No. achilles. Who really oh <clears throat> and he had a million dollars what a million dollars just if you could if you could only pronounce achilles He went. he was in so indiana the, grad so, on the college week
3: well you know it's it's tough you know some of those classes over there apparently at but you know they talk about Achilles all the time
1: <laughs> oh man well, clearly uh mythology is his Atulus heel Oh, <laughs> uh, so we leave it there. Uh, two more <laughs> two hours has gone by so quickly yet again. We appreciate everybody coming by. See, we we made we made you laugh, didn't we? There we go. Hey, for uh, Josh on the audio board, Mike and Brad. I'm Larry. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the weekend. We will see you right back here, same time, same station next week.
0: Take care. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports LLC and Revision Sound. We'll be back next week on Big Sports Radio Network.